1: Are you in need of a top dog electrician? Because for over 35 years, Piper Electric has been the most fairly priced, dependable, and trustworthy electrical contract company in the Denver community. If you call 303-646-6765, they will give you the DMVR back-to-school hookup, which saves you 20% off your next service call. No job is too big or too small for Piper Electric. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz, whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work. Don't forget, guys, you have to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20 20- off of your next service call. the DNVR Nuggets podcast. As always, we are presented by Total Beverage, where DNVR listeners can get 30% off of your purchase of $25 or more. With the weekend coming up, guys, make sure to use code DNVR2019 online or on the Total Beverage app. Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area and also now has CBD products as well. Harrison Wint here along with Brendan Vote to break down day two of Nuggets training camp. Where Brendan, I think for Really the first time all training camp. And I guess that's not saying much because we're just in day two here, but we have a little bit of clarity on the small forward situation. Will Barton out with a minor injury right now. Michael Malone said not related to the hip groin thing that he was dealing with for a lot of last season, but he hasn't been going full, full contact, you know, uh, throughout all those drills. So Tory Craig's been getting some first team reps. Wancho's been getting some first team reps. We have a little bit of clarity right now, at least more so than we did on Media Day, it certainly seems. Sure.
2: Wish we just had a little bit more clarity in terms of what Will Barton was dealing with and how long we could expect this to sideline him, but we'll take what we can get. Yeah, Wancho, Craig, and even Harrison, just judging by these uh, NBA TV phantom clips, it looked like MPJ got to run with the starters a little bit as well. Um, so it does seem to me like Will Barton's kind of out of the race right now we're too close to the the preseason and the season um, for him to not be going through contact to feel like okay we got a healthy will ready to slide right into the starting lineup my immediate follow-up question is if i were to say okay will barton's out of the race where does that leave you harrison who's the first name that pops up
1: in your mind as the guy most likely to win that spot it's definitely Tory Craig for me. Yeah. And I don't want to put Will Barton out of this thing entirely because I don't think this injury is very major. I think there could be a scenario where, like, he's practicing maybe even, like, today or, or Friday right, or right, certainly okay. playing in the preseason. I don't want to put him out of the, the running entirely. I, I don't think that's what this is. But – um. He certainly lost a, a bit of ground in this race. And, and if I had to, to give you a name that I think is at the top of the small forward depth chart right now, it's probably Tory Craig. Would you agree? I would. And Malone spoke glowingly of him yesterday, which I kind of expected.
2: Uh, he did say Craig has put a lot of work into his three-point shot, uh, which was the case yeah. last summer as well. Um, but but he sounded confident that, that Craig's been looking improved in that regard. And I think – if, we've talked about this before, but if we're going to try to role play as Michael Malone, we know he trusts Tory Craig for the defensive ability. So he's got to get that three point percentage, something closer to 36, 37, 38%. If he can get into that range, then I think Malone's going to have that much more trust in him. So that to me seems to be the big step for Tory. But just based off the way Malone was talking about him yesterday, uh, it sounds like he's getting some good work in and, and Malone likes what he sees.
1: Yeah, we know the Nuggets are comfortable rolling Torrey Craig out at at starting small forward. There were some good moments last year for sure at some points during the regular season then obviously in the playoffs when Craig kind of moved into the starting lineup full-time. There were some bad moments as well, uh, like at – what was that? In December or or so when – Torrey Craig was inserted into the starting lineup or it might have even been immediate when Will Barton went down. I can't quite remember off the top of my head, but Denver just couldn't get off to good starts during games. They were getting outscored. Right. Nuggets starting lineup with Jokic was getting outscored, which was hard to believe. And Denver eventually moved Craig out of the starting lineup to try to you know, get off to better starts during games. But, yeah, if his shot is as good as... The Nuggets are letting on right now, and they're definitely. I feel like it's much improved. That's a different story with him. You know, if he's shooting 37, 38% from three consistently and not just doing that for a month here or there, I think he becomes a much more attractive starting option at small forward. Now, I do think when everybody's fully healthy, Will Barton is still probably the best option. I would out agree. There. I would agree. Um, but. Um, But yeah, if Tory's three-point shot is as improved as Michael Mullen is saying it is, yeah, uh, maybe there's some momentum there. I think back to that
2: Memphis game where Jokic infamously did not shoot until the final shot of the game. And, you know, whatever Jokic was going through that game, I can't really speak to, but their spacing offensively was horrendous. And that was, I, to me, that was the nadir of the Tory Craig experiment. And it's important to remember the lows because the highs are awesome when he gets in there and he locks down a Russell Westbrook or something. But, yeah. you know, it, the, the impact that it had on their half-court offense, that's why they were playing catch-up. That's why they finished as a top-ten offense instead of a top-five or a top-four, in my opinion. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what strides Craig has made, not just as a jump shooter, but also – can he can he remain a threat offensively when the ball is not in his hands? I felt like last year he was literally just standing in the corner at times, and we know in a Jokic offense, um, you got to be moving. So uh, I'm Yo. curious about how Craig's improved in that regard. Uh, what
1: about Wancho? Yeah, that's sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, the last thing I was going to say on Craig, I, I thought those were, were good points you brought up. I like how Michael Malone tried to slow the momentum a little bit and say, okay, it's one thing to shoot the ball really well during camp. It's another thing to do it really well when the brights come on and the, the bright lights come on during the season. I thought that was an important distinction he made. But yeah, Craig has got to be a threat off the ball as well. Denver can't be playing four on five on the offensive end, which they were doing at times. Um, I did, I want to react to what you said about Denver's offense last year. Denver's offense should be better than what they finished offensively, like seventh last year. They should be a top five offense. The talent they have around Nikola Jokic, that should be, you know, you should be able to pencil them in for a top five offense every year. I have to think the injuries to Gary Harris and Will Barton played a big role in that. So I'm expecting Denver's offense to finish top five this season. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, what about Wancho? Wancho seems to be kind of the afterthought
2: in these cars. Kind of, we know he's in the race, but, you know, you're. I feel like you hear Craig, you hear Barton. People are hesitant to, to really throw Wancho out there. Except for our guy Adam Maras, who is forever, forever high on Wancho. Does, does he have well, a chance, Harrison? I mean, how, how impressive did, would he have to look in training camp to walk into the season as the starting three?
1: He would have to look really impressive, and he would have to just significantly outplay Tory Craig, I think. So Craig got the first-team reps on Tuesday. Wancho got most of them Wednesday. I think MPJ might have gotten a couple, like you said, here or there. But I think believe it was mostly Craig and Wancho getting those first-team reps these first two days. The interesting tidbit I picked up from Michael Malone in his post-practice address was that he said Wancho feels more confident in his body and you just wonder how much that injury affected him last year because the more he talks about the more the nuggets talk about it it seems like something that was prevalent for the entire season and well, how
2: you, so how else do you explain shooting splits like that right first half second half of the season he's just too good of a shooter to shoot 19 percent right from (laughs) from deep unless he's injured and he's he's never going to use that as an excuse but I think that also just speaks more to the kind of consummate pro he is than anything else I mean if I had to guess Harrison I would I would blame it on the injury
1: I think it definitely had something to do with it. Just his mobility, flexibility, explosiveness. We we saw that with Jamal Murray before uh, that core injury limiting his explosiveness around the rim. Uh, but you know, everybody you talk to around the team, Wancho and Torrey, they've certainly both had their moments uh, with the first team. But here's what Wancho is going to have to do if he wants to earn, not even a starting spot just consistent rotation minutes he's going to have to shoot the ball really well and consistently i have to imagine he's going to have to shoot the ball around you know 39 40% he's going to have to defend he's going to have to rebound the other stuff you know he just does automatically he's a great player to Play around Jokic. He's a good off-ball mover, high basketball IQ, knows how to fill the spots on the floor, good cutter. Uh, so if he's able to defend, if he's able to rebound and shoot with consistency, that's how he's going to get a spot in this rotation.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I just have questions about about the the first part of that, the defensive part. You know, I've just never right. viewed him as someone who could guard threes, uh, and and maybe that can be like, what does that add up to? How do you weigh that against his offensive? you know, potential alongside a player like Jokic, we don't know. Cause we haven't, we really haven't gotten to see enough Jokic, Wancho minutes, you know, that's probably mm-hmm. like during this kind of fun, homegrown organic nuggets era, It's probably the one thing I feel like we missed out on the most. Cause I, two years ago to me, that felt like a connection that had tons of potential.
1: Right. We've got it in spurts, but we haven't had it, you know, for three months at a time. All right. I want to talk about what this means for, you know, Will Barton and also talk about MPJ a bit and some other observations from day two, some other storylines that are developing. But before we get to that, October 5th at the Breck Brewery compound, it's the Breck Brewery Hoot Nanny. What this is, it's Breck's birthday party. They're turning 29 this year. It's an all day festival. With two stages, all the music you could want, beer, games, food, vendors, so much more. If you want more info, www.breckbrew.com backslash hoot nanny. That website has all the information you need times, bands, what kind of food's going to be there, where to get tickets. So go to that web address, the Disco Biscuits are headlining. I can guarantee you guys it's going to be a good time. That Breck compound is amazing, multiple bars, a great place to watch a live show. So uh, make sure to get out there this weekend uh, if you've got some time. And with that, let's hit a quick break. We'll be right back.
2: If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top notch customer service, extensive beer, wine and spirit selections and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine and Spirits highly trained specialist who can help you find exactly what you're looking for.
0: I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I'm always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. Uh, wines, I find them extremely helpful in helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date
2: on their latest specials.
1: All right, welcome back to the DNVR Nuggets podcast. We're presented by Total Beverage. Harrison Wind and Brendan Vote here. Let's talk about this small forward discussion as it pertains to MPJ, because uh, I think... Like we said in the first segment, Tory Craig is probably atop that depth chart right now with Barton being sidelined and him kind of having an asterisk next to his name for the moment. MPJ is kind of looming. He's gotten some good reviews here, here from his teammates, from his coaches over these first couple of days at training camp. You don't want to get too excited, but everything seems to be going to plan when it comes to Michael Porter Jr. Is that how you kind of see it? Yeah, sure.
2: As long as the plan included like a year's worth of setbacks first, but we definitely yeah, we well, are... the, no. I,
1: I just, I just mean in terms no, of this training camp, everything seems to be going to plan. No, I'm just giving you a
2: hard time. That does seem to be the case yeah. he's, he's healthy he's Getting reps with the starters uh, One thing I'm picking up from him Harrison beyond his is seeming Maturity which he appears to have made Leaps and bounds in um, It is his excitement Level like listening to him talk about Being on the court with all NBA Players or running with Nikola You could this is a guy who loves Hoops and he's been Starved of that of, of what he does His craft honing that craft and Frankly man it's been since high school since he was really playing consistently. So just kind of like watching his face and, and and listening to him talk about being back on the court with this level of competition... Um, One thing you're looking for in a player is like, are they a gamer? Do they love this? Are they about this life? And I really, really get the sense that he is just listening to him talk about finally playing hoops again.
1: Definitely. Well, absence makes a heart grow fonder for sure. For sure. But you definitely get the feeling like MPJ is a hooper. Uh, like Isaiah Thomas famously says, he is all about hoop. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Here's my question for you. It, we know what's coming, I, I, at least from my perspective. I can see a scenario developing during the season, as long as Porter, you know, looks good in preseason play. And I expect him to come off the bench, but you know, there will be some bright spots, like. Everybody's been saying this, but there will be some times when Porter looks amazing. There'll be some times when he looks like a rookie. But how long do you think it takes until the Michael Porter should start at small forward train gets moving? Five days. We're there.
2: Yeah, like I'm on the countdown, man. Um, I think... So- so yeah, first of all, those Phantom Cam highlights sneaking out yesterday that got people real excited. Nothing gets the people juiced like an MPJ clip. Have you noticed that?
1: Well, like, well there's like five MPJ highlights to every like one other player highlight that's getting put out right now. <laughs> they understand the SEO
2: formula. They're smart. Um, <laughs> no, I think we're there, man. I, I think unfortunately a lot of that has to do with with the national discussion about MPJ this summer, which I thought, in addition to being a little disingenuous wasn't entirely fair to Michael, who is somehow I think has a lot of pressure now on his shoulders just in terms of live up to this hype when when in theory he should have been in a position where he can really take his time and work himself back in. It sounds like that's his attitude and that's his approach, but I think people want him to be that guy right away, no matter how how much people like you and I caution them to, to temper those expectations.
1: Well, yeah, that's just the easy stance to take, right? The easy easy narrative to get behind if you're a Nuggets fan is like, we need a small forward. Nuggets have really never had that guy at the three, that game changer, that just ultra scorer at, at small forward. Porter's that guy. Let's get him in there and just get this thing moving. That's the easy storyline to push but I mean that's not the reality and I think the Nuggets to their credit have done a very good job of you know tempering expectations for him and not giving him too much too soon and just kind of playing it by ear because that honestly is what they have to do with him so I think Denver's kind of handled it perfectly but it's not going to be their fault that that kind of storyline, I think, will pick up steam eventually.
2: No, it's, it's I mean, I think we're kind of, I think we're a couple of, of great quotes away, frankly, from being in that place. But, you know, if you listen to the starters talk about him, I, I really liked the Like, listening to Jokic talk about MPJ was measured. You know, it was rational. Like, it he looks great, but he's not ready yet. You know, if you're listening closely, I think to Malone and the starters, that's the sense I get anyway. Of course, that's not to say he couldn't be there in a couple of months, but he's he's still learning how to how to run on the floor with dudes at this level. Like Jokic gave him that golden rule yesterday, right? If if you're standing still, you're wrong. You know, you just got to yep. keep moving. And so he's learning. He's still learning. But I think there's a look. There's a reason everyone's so excited, man. Not a lot of dudes are. He says he's. Six ten. I think he's six eleven, and he can shoot the lights out. So, so if it's if we're not there now, we'll, we'll be there in a couple of months.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm getting the sense of when it comes to the dynamic between Porter and his teammates. Do you remember at exit interviews when everybody was talking about? Oh, I can't wait to see what Mike can do at Summer League. I can't wait to see if he can back up all this trash that he's been talking from the sideline throughout the season. I get the feeling that he's gained his teammates' respect and trust to an extent. Yeah. Yeah, It's a good take. With how Jokic and how the starters have talked about him and really how everybody's talked about him, I I think he's gained everybody's respect and everybody's trust after, you know, at the end of the season, that was kind of, you know, that was up in the air. Nobody had really seen him play. He's been on the sideline for most of the year, playing in three-on-three games with the end of Denver's bench and a lot of coaches. But now I feel like there's a mutual respect there between Porter and and the rest of his teammates. They see that, you know, he's for real. And what that tells me, because I
2: don't think they would feel that way, Harrison, if he was, like, showing up with the second stringers and just dropping buckets. Like, what it tells me is that he's putting the work in to to walk the walk right we've heard his comments on media day yesterday about the steps in maturity and his approach as a professional i don't think you earn that respect of fellow pros unless that's been reflected right in his work on the court so I'm definitely hopeful. he is a hard worker you get that sense too oh dude absolutely That's I think that's the one thing we know about him right he really is about yeah. it and so I do think he's there in that respect but but part of it uh, I, I, I'm reading into it as he, he's approaching this the right way and that's what's gained their attention
1: Mm-hmm. A couple more observations that I want to get to from yesterday about Jeremy Grant and Jokic as well. I do want to remind you guys, if you have a second, drop us a quick five-star review on iTunes. I said this on a Friday's show. Uh, we held to it on Tuesday show but if you leave a 5 star review on iTunes on the DNVR Nuggets podcast just in that little search bar on the top right hand corner if you're on your laptop or just on your iPhone app type DNVR space nuggets it will bring up our podcast if you leave us a 5 star review I'll read it on the show this one comes from Lshack01 I told I told you guys I would read every review on the show every 5 star review that's what I'm doing he writes Harrison Solo Pods last year were brutal to listen to but he fits really nicely as a third option. Love the podcast so far. Wow!
0: First of all,
2: what a team player you are. Just just biting the bullet and reading that out loud on the
1: podcast. That just speak, that just uh, speaks to your you're a team guy, Harrison. I said I'd read all the five star reviews. I'm gonna read all the five star reviews. So I'm sticking to it. The only thing I object to is third option. You are definitively the second
2: option on this big three. I want to make that clear. I'm just here to set picks and play D, baby.
1: All right. Right now, Total Beverage is giving the DNVR fam 30% off of your purchases of $25 or more. The thing is, guys, you got to use the code DNVR2019. You can do that online or on the Total Beverage app. Make sure you download it today. As you guys may or may not know, Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area, all the way from Lakewood to Boulder and from Aurora to Brighton and they have the lowest prices in the state. Plus, they now offer CBD products. That's right. From drinks to gummies, you can enjoy CBD products on your next visit. Don't let this offer pass you by. Order today and receive 30% off of your purchase of $25 or more. Better yet, don't leave the comfort of your home and get it delivered. Cheers from Total Beverage. Alright, Brendan, let's wrap up here. Here Here's a couple other things that I thought were notable to come out of day two of Nuggets training camp. Michael Malone, open to playing Jeremy Grant at the five. I feel like that's probably music to
2: both of our ears, right? Absolutely. I think a lot of Nuggets fans ears. It's been really interesting watching, you know, the modern trends of the league like take hold, while the Nuggets are kind of doing their own thing, and they haven't gone small. And Grant gives them that that flexibility. So I think you have to be excited about it. Uh, not that I think this is necessarily going to be some some death lineup. Just versatility, man. You know, especially when you get to the playoffs, it's all about matchups. So what what's What's the point of acquiring a guy like Grant if you're not willing to experiment in that way? So it's encouraging, man.
1: Definitely. The Nuggets, I've talked about this before on this podcast, but Denver has so much more lineup versatility this year than they did last year. Now, they can play Grant at the five and, and surround him with a Wancho at the four, an MPJ at the four, even go super small. Uh, so they didn't have the ability to do that last year. Like Trey Lyles wasn't a guy you could stick at the five, but Jeremy Grant... Grant because of his ability to defend the rim. And Michael Mullen spoke about his just uh, ability as a shot blocker yesterday and was just giving him rave reviews as a rebounder too, as a help side defender. He gives Denver lineup versatility that they did not have last season. Like Denver went big a lot last season. They can still do that. But now they have the chance to go small with him at the five. So I'm excited to see those potential lineup combinations. Another thing, well, I just just want to say really quick, the other side of that
2: sword, man, though, is just that does sound like even less minutes for Mason Plumley, right? I mean, this is, he seems to be, um, for lack of a better term, like the big loser so far, I think, in the offseason developments.
1: Yeah, just from the standpoint of his minutes are sure to take a hit. And uh, other guys, I think, like, Malik Beasley's minutes, I I believe, will take a hit this year just because uh, it's hard envisioning Denver having as much bad luck with its guard health as it did last year, and that's a reason why Beasley played it so much. Uh, Torrey Craig's minutes could go down, but you definitely can can see a big drop coming from uh, Mason Plumlee's playing time as well. Nikola Jokic, what did you think of his media availability yesterday because a lot of people were talking about it on Twitter. Um, what were just kind of your thoughts on it?
2: He was great. He was in an awesome mood. He was good with us. Um, I don't want to dive into it, but I will acknowledge there is obviously the story breaking on, um, on his brother's alleged actions, and I think it would, you know, I think we all weren't sure what to expect from Nicole yesterday, but he was great. He was about his business. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, this is – we talked a lot about is he going to be basketballed out? What kind of a mood is he going to be in? Then that story broke. Um, so far, so good, man. He seems like a guy who who is a little more mature and is just here to take care of business and play basketball.
1: And I got that same vibe at media day too. Yeah, he's just been – Total professional, totally locked in on basketball. Um, it's been impressive. And I think that kind of speaks for the rest of the team. They've, I don't know if it, they've necessarily followed his lead, but they've been kind of taking on his. Mentality and approach. Everybody just seems really locked in right now. This Nuggets training camp so far has been pretty drama-free. I mean, the one thing has been this Will Barton minor injury, but I don't think it's anything major. They've been drama-free. They've just gone there and handled their business, and I feel like that's the vibe we got on Monday at Media Day, so I can't say I'm that surprised.
2: Yeah, I agree, and it's, it's funny, man. I've often wondered, like, you're big on this, right? That a team potentially takes on the personality of its best player. Well, two of its best players are Gary Harris and Nikola Jokic. Like, what does that mean for a team's personality? And I think we're learning it's like, it's a it's a team that's about their business and is willing and able to let other stuff roll off. Um, and and look, we're really really early in the not even season yet to be lauding Jokic's his maturity, but. <laughs> That would be the biggest step of growth for him, honestly, to me. Maybe more than adding any piece to his game would just be that that mental energy. Can he be a leader and can he project a personality that the rest of his teammates are willing to take on? So from that sense, to me, that's actually one of the more encouraging storylines from training camp so far.
1: Certainly. It's been a smoothly run Camp for the Nuggets so far, knocking uh, on all I the wood, think, baby. All the wood. <laughs> we'll see what happens uh, throughout the rest of the week. Hey guys, keep submitting questions on thednvr.com. Probably get to them in Friday show. We like to do a mailbag on, on a lot of Friday's show. So we'll get to some of those questions there. Again, if you're a subscriber, uh, log in to thednvr.com. Go to uh, one of our stores, go to this podcast and scroll down to the bottom. Leave a question, a comment, a nugget's take in that comment section, which is only open to DNVR subscribers. We'll get to it on Friday's show. All right, I think that's all the time we got for today. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. You guys know how supporting local businesses is in our blood. We're super excited to tell you about Denver Rubber Company, and it may not be what you think it is. Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable partner for your long-term projects. Since 1972, Denver Rubber Company has provided the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets, molded rubber to custom contract manufacturing, and custom hoses. DRC offers innovative solutions to serve a diverse line of industries, including aerospace, pharmaceutical, construction, medical, military, electronics, and so much more. An ISO certified company that will work with you from design to final product that is both cost effective and will meet your requirements. If you are in need of custom material, custom, if you are in need of custom design, material selection for your project, or have a deadline to make for a large order, do not hesitate to call Denver Rubber Company. Call them today at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com backslash DNVR. And of course, tell them who sent you.